Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. As always, I'm here to present the 78th episode of the... Shoot that shit. All right. Shit the shit. You'll get the shit. I believe this shit. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. I am your host, creator, founder of the Shooting the Shit STS podcast. Welcome back, y'all. It's been a crazy, crazy week, man. I'm glad you guys are here just to hear the recap and hear what's going on. Uh, I think we have a really, really special episode today. We got some talk, some sad news to talk about with DMX. Uh, we got some exciting news to talk about the business, about the sponsorships. And we got a special guest here today. We got John Merlo coming in from the Beacon Studios. Just want to give a big shout out to everybody who listened to the last couple podcasts. I had Carissa Diaz on. I had myself on talking about my late grandfather, Raymond Perez. Um, I had Richie Bolin on. So the last couple episodes have been coming really, really fast, y'all, but they're quality, but there's more to come, and I promise you guys, you guys don't want to miss the next few episodes. I'm really honored to have John on, and we'll talk a little bit about my my relationship with John in a little bit, but just want to give everybody a shout out who's following the STS Podcast 661 on Instagram and Twitter. That's something, if you haven't done that yet, please do so. We are, we got so many things happening right now with, with sponsors, with um, with business opportunities, with just, you know, we have so much to showcase right now with the STS Podcast. Uh, th- this Shooting the Shit Podcast, y'all, it's on episode 78. In the last 10 episodes, I could tell you, we've grown so much within those 10 episodes, more than any type of in between any of those, any, I'm sorry, any t- period between 10 episodes, I could tell you episode 68 through 78, we've grown so much. It's it, it's really, it's amazing what's going on right now. It's amazing to see the love that we're getting. And uh, I want you guys to be connected with us. I want you guys to be in tune with what's going on. I want you guys to be really um, just aware of what we have going on here at the shooting the ship podcast make sure you subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, spotify anchor google podcast uh iheart radio wherever you can find your podcast y'all i promise you the sts podcast is going to be there give us a chance give us a listen returning listeners i appreciate you guys so much man so much that we give this audio portion of the podcast to you this is an exclusive. Everything you're hearing now, you can only hear if you listen to the audio portion of our podcast. New listeners, welcome to the show. Again, I am Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius. I'm going to be your host um, for this show, for the duration of this show. And it's a beautiful show today. I think we have so much going on, y'all. So much to be thankful for. And I want to be telling everybody who I'm thankful for. We got some sponsors here at the podcast. Bear with me, y'all. I remember back in the day, we couldn't get one motherfucking sponsor. But now, we have a sponsor by the name of Coco Glow by M. This is a spray tanning specialist located here in Bakersfield, California. And she is ready to get your tan right, ladies. And even fellas, if that's what you want to do, this is an affordable option for you. It's going to take your beauty to the next level. Coco Glow by M is located at 612 18th Street. And if you mention the STS podcast, you will get three spray tans for the price of two. That is by 
two spray tans. You're going to get the third one free. And this is appointment only. So make sure you contact Coco Glow by M at 661-348-1365. And they have an Instagram here. Instagram, Coco underscore Glow underscore by underscore M. Contact them. And they are located at 612 18th Street. Big shout out to Coco Glam. We're also sponsored by Bakersfield Cell Phone Repair. This is the number one cell phone repair shop in Bakersfield. Crack screens, black screens, phone repairs, phone accessories. Bakersfield Cell Phone Repair will repair your iPhone, Samsung, LG, and Nokia phones. All new phones, they will take care of, y'all. They're actually located caddy corner from the Valley Plaza next to Carl's Jr. on 2400 Ming Avenue, Suite B. And just to get back to our listeners, the Bakersfield Cell Phone Repair Company is going to be giving 10% off your purchase. When you mention the STS Podcast, make sure you contact Bakersfield Cell Phone Repair today at 661-412-4551. And we're also sponsored by Monkey Smile Check and Repair. This is a new sponsor, y'all. Big shout out to my guy, Jose and Mary. Located at 1331 East Truxton Avenue in Bakersfield, California. This local and family-owned repair shop specializes in brake and battery services, oil changes, smog checks, transmission repairs, AC services, and more. And to show the love and support to our listeners and to new customers, everyone who mentioned the STS podcast will get $5 off their smog check, y'all. It's about that time. Make sure you guys get your AC services. I know it's getting hot out here in the field. Go to Monkey Smog Check and Repair. Again, that's at 1331 East Truxton Avenue. And our newest sponsor, Muscle Science. This is family, y'all. This is the newest and most complete fully dosed pre-workout to hit the market in recent memory. Muscle Science was created here in Bakersfield, California. And it's going to take your workout to the next level. It's filled with beta alanine, alanine, caffeine, amino acids, and it's sugar-free. A big, big, big bonus that was sugar-free. Sample. I sampled this product during my workouts this week, and it kept me focused, motivated, energized, and pumped to the max. Make sure you get your, yours now. That's at Instagram.com, Muscle Science with a C. That's Muscle C-I-E-N-C-E, Muscle Science. Let me tell you guys something about Muscle Science, y'all. I took this pre-workout, right? And I know I'm, I'm used to other pre-workout, but this pre-workout here, it really got the energy going. It really kept me focused, and it really kept me pumped up. It kept me just, I felt like I could do almost fucking any type of way. I could finish my sets. I could just keep that momentum going, y'all. I'm telling you guys, you guys got to give this a chance. I was, I, I, I was, uh, my cousin's the one that put me on on this. He's the owner of this business, and he's like, cousin, you got to try this out. If you like working out, you got to try this pre-workout out. It's, it's sugar-free. It has, it has enough, uh, it has ingredients for your recovery, your ingredients for your pump, and ingredients for your intensity. It's the next best thing. And y'all, I'm telling you, muscle science is the next best thing. Want to give a big shout out to Monkey Smog Check and Repair. Man, I got this uh, 2016 Nissan Sentra. And my guy Jose has been taking care of my car since the beginning. And it runs like a champ. It's smooth. It's It, it does the damn job, man. Uh, Bakersfield 
cell phone repair. There's been so many times my phone has been cracked. And my guy Christian has got back at me. And one day, I dropped it off. It's ready 15 minutes later, 20 minutes later. They get back. They care about they care about their customers. And they're going to give you that, that, that top-of-the-line service when it comes to your cell phones. And, of course, Coco Globe I Am. That's my mom's company. Ladies, I've never been spray tanned, but I know the ladies love it. So make sure you guys go. And it, it, it's crazy right now. Um, it, I'm so grateful for what's going on, man, with the podcast and the sponsors. Uh, this is going to take it to the next level, y'all. This is how we get... Uh, we, you know how you you keep that pot stirred. You keep everybody's eating right now, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get these companies who we believe in, because this this isn't shit that we just, you know, oh hey, sponsor my podcast. No, this is stuff we're using. This is these are services we're utilizing. This is family we're supporting, and this is what the STS podcast is about. This isn't no fake shit. This isn't no, you know, this isn't from the teeth out like my nana will say. This is from the heart out, and we really really um, love doing this, man. We love supporting local businesses so if you know anybody with a local business please have a contact me we're going to work something out and i'll be more than happy to get the word out on their local business i'm i'm really really excited for that um you know again this is a podcast exclusive and i'm really excited man i you know this has been a big week for me as you guys know i'm i work at highland high and this is the first week of basketball. You know, with COVID-19, we didn't think we were going to get a season. So with everything going on, I think we just moved it to an orange tier. Uh, you know, we got some we got some outdoor sports. And they finally let these indoor sports like volleyball and basketball, wrestling, join, join in. So we're going to have a season. There is going to be a basketball season. It looks like it's only going to be about seven, eight games. And... This is my introduction to Highland coaching. I've been a you know I've been an assistant coach at Foothill High for for a couple years now, and this is it was it was real bittersweet the first thirty seconds of practice this week. You know I think I really it was really a reality check that I'm not at Foothill anymore. I don't have my guys around me. I got new guys around me, new friends around me, new staff, new new partners around me, and. It was it was it was interesting. I think I got in my bag a little bit. Just try to keep that energy, and that's something we need to do as a coach. You have to, you know we're trying to grow, we're trying to improve ourselves. I think once we get out of a comfortable situation like I was at Foothill, and we get thrown into the fire with this whole new a whole new staff, whole new group of kids, whole new type of kids. It's different, you know, and it's really it's really it's really rewarding. And how in the fuck I'm squeezing this time in the coach, I don't know. But I know that's why I'm there, Highland. And um, I was really excited to be there. And the first week has went well. Um, we had some tryouts. You know, I think we had we really had a what roster, but we needed a couple more guys to fill that out. And uh, we did that. You know, it was kind of, you know, just to kind of get an idea of what we're going to be working with on Monday. I think Monday's our first actual day of practice. And uh, it's going to be real interesting, man. I think it's going to be real fun. Uh, again, it's only, you know, I think we played 28 games during the uh, regular season. But this compressed season, we're only playing about six games. So as long as the seniors get to go out there, man, just, you know, enjoy what's left of their senior year. They're never going to get this year back. I'm all for it, you know. And whatever we could do for the youth and just keep pushing that agenda and just try to be there for the kids. And like I was telling, you know, some of the kids today, just uh we're trying to make you better men too i know it's a cliche that so many coaches use but we're trying to 
teach them lessons now. I really respect Coach Smith and what he's doing. You know, we have Coach Dials out here teaching them about what APR numbers are, what interest numbers are, how to pay their bills on time, how to save a little bit of money. A couple of these kids, you know, they're go-getters. They have jobs. So you know how it is when you're young. You get that money. You, you want to spend that shit. You get that itchy palm. So just to be, you know, involved in that and just see now what kind of kids we're going to have. And it's going to be a challenging season. It's going to be challenging just because you have to adapt to a whole new type of program, a whole new way of doing things. And uh, you want to maintain what you learn, but you also want to grow and try to expand on that. So let's see what happens, man. I'm really excited to see what this opportunity brings. Uh, it's been real crazy with Highland. You know, we're Highland Scots now. So just to be around the, the baseball coach recently, the softball coaches, my cousins, uh, the basketball coaches, you know, the wrestling coaches. Just helping out the football team when we can with music and just trying to get little things together. It's real fun, man. It's real interesting. It's real cool to be a part of this clique. And, um, this, you know, the administration is great. My bosses are great. Uh, I don't really know. I never really felt like that before. You know, I wasn't a part of an actual, I wasn't a part of the staff at Footy. I wasn't hired on. I was a walk-on coach. So to be a staff um, and part of this, I guess, this this team is really is really fun, you know. And just breaking news right here. You guys are hearing it first. This is exclusive. I know Mike Garza personally. He's one of my good friends. Uh, he hangs out with a lot of these um, a lot of these older cats that I hang out with. And he happens to be the head coach of the baseball team, the varsity baseball team here at Highland. So he will be on in the next couple of podcasts. Mike Garza will be the first baseball coach that I have on the STS podcast. So as long as we keep doing that, I know we're going to have some basketball coaches on too around. Um, we're trying to we're trying to get coach from Garza, Centennial, North, Foothill, Highland, wherever we get coaches at, man, BCHS. I want everybody on, man. I, got, I want to show love to everybody. You know, I think we're in this, we're all in this game for the same reason we're here for the kids we're here to you know to um help blossom this next generation of young men that we got going on um that we have you know you know looking up to us as mentors you know as coaches they look up to us so i'm really excited for that man i'm really excited for that um you guys know I be DJing too. You know we got DJ EC3. Uh, these keep grinding shirts, man. They're fucking selling so much. It's hard. It's kind of hard to keep up with everything. I appreciate everybody who's buying the keep grinding shirts, the DJ EC3 shirts, the STS shirts. You guys really, you know, it's hard to get these orders in and get them back in a timely manner. But we're doing it. I got a little team. I'm trying to build a little team here to get the fucking job done, y'all. And I think it's gonna go. It's going really smooth. You know, we got to make a little more time for it, but we're, we're knocking them out as they come. Um, appreciate everybody, you know, supporting the, the promo, um, promoting the shirts, and just wearing them. You wearing my shirts and, you know, promoting or I guess wearing the shirts as promotion, that's going to get us more eyes than anything you could do. Just walking around with that thing. I think we got some good logos. That really means a lot. You're getting people to see what this um, what this is about, man. And what it's about is just working hard. And when I say keep grinding, it's there's sometimes we you know it's 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 one o'clock in the morning right now. Fuck, do I want to do a podcast? Nah, but we got to keep grinding. We got we we got obligations now. You got to keep going. I know there's times where we're down and out. We doubt ourselves. We don't have confidence in what we're doing. But we got to keep grinding. We can't give up. There's days we wake up, you know, we don't want to get up out the bed. But we got to keep grinding. We got to get this paper. We got to provide. We got to support. You know, some people have families. Some people have um, obligations. 
um, that they really need people who, who who depend on them you know so many people are you know just like that i don't have children but i know so many of my friends do and they depend on them they got to keep grinding you know i think that's in every aspect of what you know anybody does it doesn't matter if you're you're doing podcasting you're working for yourself you're working for somebody you're working for a corporation you're working for a school you're working for the man you're working at a fast food joint you got to keep grinding this 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 is a this is a continuous thing this isn't something that's going to stop anytime soon this life as long as you know god gives us that opportunity to, to see another day is an opportunity to grind so i hope you guys keep grinding y'all and i've been grinding so fucking hard man i've been trying to save this money i've been working hard to um my goal of mine at the beginning of the year I remember telling my girlfriend, like, I really want to get a work truck for the DJ business. I got, you know, I'm staring here. I got this big-ass sub. Got these tables. I got these lights. I got these, you know, I got more fucking, I got the big speakers. You know, we're getting more and more equipment as time goes on. As, you know, the more, you know, there's a success rate that goes on with it. You know, the more gigs we get, the more successful we get. And if you guys know how business works... We don't pocket the money we make. We invest the money that we make into ourselves, into our business. So that means more equipment, bigger equipment, more fragile equipment, more equipment that requires more space. And we can't just keep fucking renting U-Haul trucks. We can't keep shoving everything in our little-ass Nissan Sentra. Um, a goal of mine at the beginning of the year was to get a work truck. And, man, I just picked mine up about four hours ago, 9.30 at night, went to Shafter. Um, worked out a great deal with my uncle. It's always good to do good business with family. And good business means you keep your word. You work out something that's mutually beneficial to both of you guys. And you execute. I kept my word. And, um, you know, I gave him the, I gave my uncle what he wanted. And it wasn't really a big debate. I, was, I needed a work truck. I needed someone who I could trust with a work truck and who would give me a good price. And uh, got a fucking work truck now, y'all. So proud of myself, man. And um, just surreal. It's really, uh, I can't believe it. So happy that we were able to be blessed with the opportunity to save money for a work truck. So blessed to have um, the chance to do this, man, and be able to take we're taking shit to the next level now with the DJ business. It means really means that we're all in on this. You know, we got the work truck now, and uh, it's gonna just help me take things to the next level. It's gonna help us save money in the long run from to, from renting U-Hauls. It's gonna help me in the long run from um, having to depend on anybody to give me a ride to my gigs. I could do this by myself now. I don't need I don't need to go. At fucking 11 o'clock at night and wait an hour to rent a truck. I have a truck. I don't need to be stressing about that anymore. It's an investment worth making. It's going to pay off in the end. It's going to pay off with the headaches. Less headaches. Less stress. And uh, just it's going to be it's going to give me more of a comfort, more, um, more freedom. Uh, and I'm really excited, man. I'm really proud of myself. And, you know, this is a grind that we love to do. We love the this is part of the keeping the grind. You know, sometimes we have to be a little cheap. Sometimes you have to um, cut corners a little bit financially, but you know we knew what the goal was, and uh, this wasn't any this wasn't no stimulus money. You know what I'm saying? The stimulus money went back into the equipment. Uh, we've been work. I've been working hard. When I say we, I'm always say like EC3, Elmo, Ernie, weird shit like that. I know, but it takes you know it's 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 been saving all this money just to get this truck. 
And uh, I'm so happy we got it, man. So hopefully we can take it to the next level. And um, this isn't forever, but it's something temporary to get me where I got to go. And um, this is where I got to go with this podcast, y'all. I know uh, right now things are really grim. Let me take a little swig here. Hold on one second. Things are really grim with DMX, man. DMX, and you guys know, and this isn't no secret, I love hip-hop. Uh, and you, if you love hip-hop, you know what DMX did after, you know, with his debut albums. His first two albums went platinum, number one, I think in the same year, less than six months apart. You know, Yonkers Finest, uh, the man who, who brought that gritty gutter back to New York when everybody was wearing shiny, shiny suits. My guy DMX was out here holding down, you know, showing what he's from the gutter. You know, telling stories, still telling. He had a lot, If you look at DMX's rhymes, man, he was a storyteller. And uh, right, I think he had an overdose, man. And I don't, I I don't know the specifics on his condition. Um, you know, there was there was a lot going on. I think he had, I think he had a heart attack with the overdose, and he's on life support. They said that he's brain dead. Doesn't look good. I know everybody kind of jumped the gun. I know I jumped the gun, dropping the R.I.P. D.M.X. And uh, man, you just you know, I know we're so kind of we're kind of desanitized, desensitized from this death. You know, we see death around every corner nowadays, but, you know, a legend like DMX, man, he's, you know, people forget that DMX held the hip, the game, the hip-hop game in the, the palm of his hand for a while. DMX had his chance to shine. DMX had the rock, um, literally had the game in the palm of his hands. Everything he did was was platinum. Everything he, every, everything he touched turned to gold. He had the mindest touch for a while, and, um... Man, 2003, 2002, I remember listening to Grand Champ. I was at probably Sierra Middle School, and nothing goes down. I don't get a small taste of uh, the dog intro. That was the shit that I was on. Like, like me smell wrecking the air because they know, oh, man, like th- that shit, that rhyme, the rhyme pattern that he used on that song will forever be one of my favorite DMX verses. Um, man. I beat you down worse than your mama. He eat you first, like Dama. Like I can't, I can't, man. I'm like, I can't say the N word. Sorry, y'all. So that whole dog intro, listen to the first song on Grand Champ. That's my shit. Where the hood at? That's my shit. Ayo Kato. And that's not even flesh in my flesh, blood of my blood. And then there was X, the dog, like, the intro, like, man, like, come through, run through, run through, like. That was raw New York shit. Swiss beats on the beats. You know, that early Swiss beat sound. Uh, it's just so sad, man. That you And, you know, and we can't, you know, we ain't going to, we're not going to act like DMX was this, this, this was just some type of, you know, he, he lived, you know, he lived this extraordinary life. He never suffered. The man displayed several times that he was going through it. The man had so many battles with addiction the man had so many battles with demons and you know they were saying too like it's sad that no one really helped him out no one really and and, you know maybe that's kind of thing we're assuming but you never really seen the man get help from his people and you know another thing people really forget about dmx man the motherfucker was an actor he was really out here acting jet lee movies dmx was really out here being that guy and um 
it's just crazy, man. You know, I don't know if this the, at the end of his the end of his life, and I just remember the "It's dark and hell is hot." Uh, you know, look through my eyes. Uh, how it's going down? Another road across. Another road across. Um, man, what's this? What I'm thinking here. Was it how it's going down? What was the one that he was talking about? The, you know, it was expected of me as a real. My next move is crucial. What do I do? How do I keep it real with Shorty and my crew? Didn't want to kill him, so besides turning the Mac on, I could do the only thing I could do. Put my back on him. I think it's that one or there we here we go again. Uh, that man, that was a deep. That was one of the deepest songs I ever heard in my life. Like my guy X was really out here spitting, and it wasn't like he was doing this this cute fucking flow. He wasn't doing no Buster flow. He wasn't doing no Maze flow. My guy DMX was fucking aggressive. He made you feel what he was saying, and it was fucking damn. It was genius, man. Like flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. He has so much work, man. He had, it, man. It was crazy, like. He had, you know, joints with Hove, with fucking The Locks, with Ja Rule. Yes, with Beats on the Beats. And, you know, I know he fucked with Irv in the beginning. Like, Earl Simmons was that motherfucking man. Uh, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Let's go through his, disco- his discography, man. Then there was X. Man, d- then, then, and then there was X. That's probably my favorite DMX album. Uh, one more word, one more road across. One more like, party up in here. What these bitches want. What's my name? Good coming for your angel. Man, don't you ever. Like, man. So, X, you can't, we don't have to say it, man. DMX been at hits. We right here who we be. I miss you. One of my favorite songs, man. I miss you. That reminds me of my grandpa, man. Like, you know, and, and you got to remember, too, every every album he ended with a prayer. And, again, man, just people just need to remember X had that motherfucking game on lock. And it's crazy. I remember there was a freestyle. I think it was John, Fonte, John Forte, Pun, Cannabis. Uh, DMX. Who else was in that damn freestyle? Uh, maybe Redman met the man. I don't know. Someone was in there, but DMX was out there just spitting raw, man. And we all heard the stories of him and Jay Z battling, and you know, we know what you know. He's been, you know, we know his trouble with the law. We know his his bouts with addiction. We know, you know, the poetry he would do. I remember. I think it was called the industry, like. DMX, we really were on DMX, man. We've been a, we've been down with Earl Simmons for so fucking long, dude. And again, man, it's just so sad to see that. It, just to see that this might be, and you know, we don't hope, man. You know, that was foul too. I think we need to talk about how you know we really, and that's, I'm a part of that too. We jumped the gun on, you know, the R.I.P. tributes and whatnot, and we just gotta remember, you know, it's we always say we separate the men from the music, but I remember DMX was his music. DMX is his music. Um, so much shit that I was I was a young kid listening to. DMX was that guy. Uh, it just you know again Ao Kato. We were just listen, we were listening to that the other day um, when our boy Kato died at poker. Uh, there's you know there's so many there's so many songs that if you just listen to his ram these rhyme patterns, you know it's so raw and so aggressive, and you gotta really pay attention to see. That pattern, those pockets that DMX was hitting, man. So again, I hope the dog pulls through, man. 
one of the greatest rappers of all time, Easy. You know, he put he he kept the East Coast gutter when the East Coast was about money, cash hoes, when about shiny suits and shit. Like DMX was still gutter riding dirt, riding motorcycles, doing his thing, like just wilding. Now still talking about, you know, he was really out here doing his thing, you know. And we'll see what happens, man. You know, rest of, uh, not rest in peace. I'm sorry, y'all. Prayers to DMX, man. Prayers to, you know, his his family. Prayers to his people. And just hope that, you know, whatever happens, man, may God have mercy on his soul and just, he don't suffer anymore, man. And he don't have to deal with this bullshit we got going on in life. Addiction ain't no joke, y'all. And uh, we know what else ain't no joke. We got uh, Chris Jericho. This is another thing I want to talk about. Chris Jericho's going to be on the Stone Cold Broken School, Broken School, um, I think it's called Broken School Sessions. And, uh, man, you see AEW's biggest star on the WWE Network. And is this some, is this going to be opening that door? They call it the forbidden door right now. Is this going to be like a domino effect? Does that mean AEW might be able to work with WWE? Um, or we can just have a typical WWE thing and just pretend that AEW doesn't exist and just have Chris Jericho on talking about his WWE run. Um, so cool to see Stone Cold drop that video, and you just, you've seen the countdown, and then next thing you know, it's just fucking him and Chris Jericho sitting across from each other, and they drop this fucking bombshell that, you know, Sunday after WrestleMania, they're gonna, um, be having this interview, and so many people are saying, well, fuck, that just shows that Vince doesn't give a fuck about AEW, and I disagree, I think this is a good move for wrestling, you see AEW working with Impact, and, uh, New Japan, and they're having you know guys, independent stars coming in and out. Why not get a part of that? Why not, right? Especially right now with COVID and there's no live shows. Uh, let's see what happens though, man. And you know we're on the heels of uh, WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania weekend, biggest re- uh, biggest weekend in wrestling. We got two nights, and to be honest with you, I can't tell you guys the whole car off the top of the dome, but I'm always excited to watch wrestling, man. Just in the Hall of Fame was a little watered down, but I love seeing Eric Bischoff in there. I love seeing British Bulldogs family getting some recognition. I love seeing NWO get that recognition. Molly Holly getting in there. Rob Van Dam, fucking legends. JBL, guys, you know, and it's it's sad to see that our guys we rooted for are getting old. The guys that we rooted for are really... um. Now they're in the Hall of Fame, and it's over for them. Uh, I'm a big Eric Bischoff fan, and he said some crazy shit about walking walk, walking amongst the land of giants. And uh, he, you know, he that's what he was literally doing. He was walking amongst the land of giants, and he was being, you know, hoisted on top of their shoulders. And he he made he made a he made his his success off the land of giants. So you you love to see that shit, man. You love to see it. And uh, again, y'all, this is episode 78. I got a special guest coming on. Thank you guys for always tuning in. I got John Merlo from Beacon Studios. Let me tell you guys about John Merlo real fast. Uh, he was one of my engineers when I was rapping. Good guy. Always was 100 with me. Always helped me with my rap career. Um, he did my video. Him and Jason Mitchell did my first ever, my only music video, man. Uh, John's always been someone to ask for advice musically um i won't go into detail but we've had talked about family issues uh family in general myself and himself john's always been 100 with me john's always been a good guy and to see where he's at now 
is amazing. You, I seen what he was going through when he was working that that real job, but this is his side hustle. Now his side hustle became his bread and butter. Without that side hustle, he doesn't eat. So you, he's grinding every day. That's how he pays the bills is working for himself. And we talk a little bit about that in that interview. I hope you guys enjoy it, man. I think it's, um, again, real good guy. He doesn't, he, 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 he's real humble in the fact that he doesn't understand. I don't think he understands how much of an impact he's made on this local rap community, just local engineering music community. They really look up to what him and Jason have been doing. And it's really a rags riches story, and I'm more than happy to have him on, man. More than happy to have him on. And again, y'all, before we get to that, let's give a big shout out to our our um, sponsors for this podcast. Big shout out to Coco Glow by M. Make sure you make your appointment now. If you mention the STS podcast, you will get three spray tans for the price of two. That's buy two spray tans, get one for free. Make sure you contact Coco Glow at Coco underscore Glow underscore by underscore m that's on instagram make sure you contact bakersville cell phone repair at 2400 ming avenue suite b they're located caddy corner from valley plaza next to cars jr if you mention the sts podcast with the bakersville cell phone repair company at the time of your purchase you're gonna get 10 percent off okay phone cases crack screens phone repairs they will take 10 percent off for you guys and monkey smog check and repair you know it's a little bit hot right now in the field the heat's gonna come but they it's like 92 tomorrow ac services are going to be available for you guys um battery services oil changes smog checks and if you mention the sts podcast you will get five dollars off your smog check anytime just mention the podcast y'all and we're i'm really honored to have muscle science here man this is a this is a locally owned company a locally a locally um how do I say this? Created pre-workout, the one of the best pre-workouts, one of the most complete pre-workouts that I've ever had. And you guys need to try this, man. You're gonna be so focused, motivated, energized, and pumped to the max. You're gonna feel like you can kill any workout, man. Kill your sets, kill the day with your workout, man. Muscle Science with a C. Again, it's Instagram.com. Muscle C I E N. CE Muscle Science. Those are our four sponsors for the STS podcast. And right now, I got my very good friend, John Merlo of Beacon Studios. Make sure y'all check this out, y'all. Here we go. We didn't get anything that we didn't earn or we didn't take. You know what I mean? Like, and it's it sucks to say that sometimes when you talk about taking it, but we're in a business world, man. We're in a very competitive market and very competitive things go, go on. And Definitely. sometimes you got to get, get a little gritty and, and, and kind of, um, just go get it. Definitely, bro. And that's how we're going to start off the podcast, man. This is going to be episode 78. I got my first friend here, John Merlo on the STS podcast. John, welcome to the show, man. I really appreciate you, man. For joining it's an honor, bro. I, I've known you for a long time, bro. And uh, oh, you've been you've been solid this whole time. You you're that guy. So I, I would I would do it in a heartbeat, bro. Hey man, I appreciate you coming on. I know we were just talking about, you know, this grind, but seeing you, you know, when I met you when I was 17, 18 years old, just what you had going on now and now what you and Jason have going on. I see Jason in the background. What's up, Jason? Um the Beacon Studios, bro. Before we kind of just tell people what's going on, can you just start with the beginning of where you started at, John? Um, 
I know you know I known you as a producer, man, but can you kind of just go a little bit before that, how you got into music and whatnot? Yeah, so our uh, my music journey kind of started like in high school, early in high school. Um, just we started out like hosting like rap battles. I remember hosting rap battles at my house or at the parks or whatever. And I kind of just got the bug. And from there, I went into, like you said, like producing. And we did the production thing for years. Uh, we learned a lot of lessons. We had success. We had fails. We had pretty much um, enough experiences to kind of toughen us up for what was next to come. Um, so, yeah, in 2016, um, I was at a job that I hated. Um, Jason was at a job that he wasn't too fond of at the time. And things were going bad in the industry that we were in. That was like the oil industry. Mm -hmm. So we kind of looked at each other like, like, let's do it, bro. Let's uh, go. Let's in. get out of here. Yeah. And, you know, you talk, people talk about like jumping and waiting for your parachute to open. Mm -hmm. And that's about what it feels like, too, because it was frightening. But uh, 2016, we went and got our first um, like place, like our commercial place, mm -hmm. little tiny spot. Mm -hmm. And we went in there and we were working crazy hours and we weren't making very much money. But we knew that we were building something. Our business got a little bit better. And I was bringing over music clients that I had already been recording in the bedroom. And I kind of ushered them into this place too. Yeah. And then uh, I think 2018, we did that for two years. In 2018, uh, we went and got a huge building. We teamed up with, uh, with another partner, Justin. Mm -hmm. Justin Cummings. He wanted to be a filmmaker. Him and Justin, I mean, uh, Jason and Justin were you know, really like the film guys. And I was like the sound guy. Mm -hmm. And so we went and got like um, the first beacon, which was for those of people that remember, it was Southwest Bakersfield. It was like behind Sam's club mm -hmm. and the Walmart over on uh, Gosford. Yeah. So that, that went well. Um, we, we weren't making tons of money but we were paying a lot to be at this huge facility and we were slowly like getting stronger. Mm -hmm. So we were there for almost two years and the, the owner of the building was like, Hey, um, our business just merged with another business. Mm -hmm. We need our building back. <laughs> <laughs> that is business and, real estate. And we were like, you want what? You, you did what now? Mm -hmm. And we had already built like, a, you know, a psych wall. We had done all this stuff. Mm -hmm. We had like cut walls out in order to put the studio windows in. We did a lot of stuff. To, and just to think that we'd have to like pick up and leave. So we had worked a, a deal. We had negotiated and we, we got them to pay us out at least to help us move. Mm -hmm. And in that time we found this place that we're at now uh which is downtown and we all agreed that downtown was kind of the place for us um which yeah so we got here 
Bro, love that, that spot. Love that spot. Oh, yeah. Love it. Love it. Oh, I, I love it, too. It's a lot smaller than our other one, but I, I just I like it much better. I think I work better here. And it's a little bit more centralized for people to come work here as opposed to like, you know, way out and like way far in the Southwest. So yeah, or we've been here ever since. Even back in the day when I was recording with you, it was by Olive Drive. Oh yeah. That was, yeah, that was always a mission, bro. It was a, it was well worth it, but yeah, that wasn't centralized at all. Oh yeah. That was Jason's house. And yeah, I, I was, I was at my house. Uh, there was a period of time where I was in my house and then I was, we moved to Jason's house. Mm -hmm. So it's, it hasn't just been all like oh, all nice clean studios. It's, it's been bedrooms. And I know that a lot of people can relate to that too. Um, coming from the bedroom setup, like that's, that's where we kind of originated from. And that's where you got, and that's how I met you guys. It was all just a bedroom studio, just in first. Like I, now you kind of got this this upgrade, this big upgrade. You're not just letting like you know who's coming to your house now. I think back in the day, it was kind of raw, dude. We just go to people's houses, didn't know who the fuck they were, and just right. Cool, right. Yeah, this is something that you know, like your your kids might be sleeping in one room, and you have some dude talking about like murdering somebody on the street, a recording in another. So you trying to smoke in the studio and shit. <laughs> Yeah, definitely like um, uh, gr growing pains for sure. Oh, you need your back? Okay, all right. How does it feel Sorry. just going all in on yourself with, with Jason? How does it feel now looking back on that, John? Because I've like, I witnessed firsthand. I wasn't there for the entire journey, but just seeing that journey when I first met you to now, you guys have definitely went all in on your dream. And now it, it looks like it's finally paying off. Would you say that? Like I said, man, I, I never wake up and, and take my lifestyle for granted. Um, the only regret that I have, honestly, is not doing it sooner, honestly. Definitely, bro. Um, if, I'd have, if I would have saved myself, uh, I don't know, five years, then five years sooner, mm -hmm. this, this place might look a little different. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what? Nonetheless, I, I'm... I'm excited and I do feel like we are succeeding. I think that we are a success story, mm -hmm. but we're still writing chapters, bro. It's not even close to being done. We're not where we want to be. And I don't know if we ever will get to where we just quit. Uh, we're just trying to build something that outlives us, honestly. Definitely. But I don't think we ever get content with what we're doing, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> we got STS podcast out here. So, John, are you still doing recording? Are you still doing producing? I know we're going to the filmmaking right now and all that great stuff, but you know, me and the music I've always loved. Is that something you still enjoy doing? Yeah. So, I I enjoy I on a on a day almost daily basis I'm recording someone's music, mm -hmm. and I don't produce. I, I produce in a different capacity than I did before. Mm -hmm. before i would just make tons of beats and then like mm -hmm. which one do you like that one okay like let's work on that one uh but now it's more of like i get to know artists i get to know what i'm trying to go for whatever and i i might like craft something specially for that person mm -hmm. um and the production has got a little bit different like as far as goes deeper now um 
it's not just a one man band where I'm just doing everything and then I'm putting it out. Mm -hmm. I'm like contracting people that I feel like um, do things better than I do to help me collaborate on something. So if I have a song that I feel like I want live drums on, of course I could probably get on uh, my DAW and like make drums that probably sound like a drummer would sound. But I'm at the stage in my career where I'm like, Hey, I'm calling the drummer over and we're tracking live drums Mm -hmm. or, Hey, I'm calling the guitar player or, Hey, I'm calling the keyboard player or whatever. So I'm, it's very, I'm very inclusive now. And uh, I hire people to come work on things and it, the production level, like the, the actual, like the sound is, is elevated in return for that. For me, always better for the artist, right? Most of the time, uh, I feel like the artist is more receptive and they're, they're more, they're more energetic when something is made especially for them to cater to their style or to cater to what they're doing. Like, it's just more exciting. It's tailor-made. It's like putting on a suit that was made for you rather than just going and grabbing one, you know? Definitely. And who inspires you right now, John? I know you have the music mind you have, bro, is, is off the charts, but who, like, who inspires John Murillo, my guy? Well, inspiration. I, I draw inspiration from like um, different places. It's not always musicians. It's not always mix engineers. Mm-hmm. Um, this mix engine. I mean, I have like mix wise, like I, I like, um, I like Chad Blake, which is uh, one of the mixing with the masters guys. I, I enjoy his mixes. I think everybody enjoys like uh, Jason Joshua. Um, there's some really like guys that just, that just have a, a style that is so carved out. And that's what inspires me more than the actual person is like, when I, when I hear something and I know who did it, or who produced it or who mixed it before I read the credits, Mm -hmm. that's inspirational to me because that just shows that they did their thing on it. And that's their signature. In other words, they created created an own signature sound. That's, that's time. And you know, you don't always get a chance to do that. When you work in a commercial studio, you kind of have to do whatever the artist wants you to do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't always get that opportunity, but every now and then you get to where the artist, you have this um, relationship with the artist where they just say, do what you do, like do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody goes and tells Dre how to make beats. You know, you go to Dre to get Dre, right? Or you go to whoever, insert the name, you go to that person to get that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my inspiration is one day I, hopefully i can get there but for now I'm, I'm working hard man definitely bro what's the daily grind looking like right now at beacon studios i know you guys just don't do music what else do you guys do there oh well you know um so i have the audio wing i guess you would call it right so the audio wing mainly is the recording studio which i operate myself and then i have actually two other engineers they come and work here for with me more than they don't work for me. They work for themselves, but they use the facility. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I manage that. And then I manage, I, I'm the sound guy when we do video. So I'll show up and hold the boom poles or I'll put lav microphones on people. 
-hmm. and I mix uh, all the stuff that goes into the commercials that we shoot. I'm that's pretty much my mixing stuff for the the corporate stuff, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we do multiple different types of shoots. So this week, I think we have a cooking show that we're filming for somebody. Uh, we do commercials for, you know, hospitals and healthcare stuff. Seen that, love that. Jason knocked out, I think, like four music videos this month. Yeah. So he's on a music video kick right now. Uh, we do events. We do live streams where it, it's in, you know, and my partner, Justin, is the, um, he photo, he's a photo guy when like people are selling houses. So like real estate photography, that's his main thing. So he's big on that. So yeah, it's pretty much just a media, a media driven idea that we base our business around. Definitely, bro. And with the sound, man, I know you've always been in tune with the sound. How uh, how, let's say, how do I say this? What motivates you all the time? Just to, you've always been the audio man. You're the man. I'm always talking. If you want to get your your stuff sounding right, you go to John. You go over to Beacon Studios. What kind of what motivates you to just keep that to have that standard? Because to me, you are the standard here in Bakersfield and Kern County, most likely, my guy. Well, you know. I appreciate that. I don't know if that's totally true, but <laughs> I'll take it. You know, that's what that like you. I think the first time I was in your studio downtown, I was with my little cousin. I mm -hmm. recommend you guys. I'm like he's never experienced anything like that. And sometimes that's what guys need. They just need just to feel comfortable and to see what their sound could potentially sound like in a studio that knows what the fuck they're doing. I feel like you right. guys experienced as some of the most experienced people in the field or in the in the state just what sound like how do you guys keep you that know, standard up here i think that um i pay attention to a lot of things and it's not just it's not just music or sound like your business has to be tight too like people pay for an experience more than they actually pay for the sound in my opinion right when you show up to a session uh, to do a song that you wrote, that you love, that you have passion for, you want someone to take care of that like it's their song, right? You want to feel like, man, this guy really cares about what he's doing, how my song sounds. So that's all like, it, it sounds crazy, but it's like customer service. Yeah, definitely, bro. I feel like my customer service is better than my mixing, mm -hmm. but the way people feel when they come, when it's clean, when the lighting is correct, when it, dude, believe it or not, if it smells good in your place, <laughs> definitely, it's, it, it's, it changes. There's all these things that go into it. It's not just the gear. We have really incredible gear that we work on here. Mm -hmm but it's more than just a gear. Mm -hmm. If, uh, you know, if you walked into a place to record and certain type of people, like if, if you don't clean like your, um, your mic screen, what's oh, blocking God. your wind, like, let's just say that you go and you put the headphones on the headphones stink mm -hmm. and you see like somebody slobber all over the screen. Mm -hmm. That's like a tainted experience that you have. Definitely. And, you could ruin somebody's career like that, believe it or not. 
like if somebody has a really bad experience and they say, you know what, I'm just I'm kind of done with this, mm-hmm. that you just lost one. So, I mean, just for me, making sure the place is right, um, making sure that people get treated right, and you know, that's more important. But we we do have great engineers here too that that make everything sound great too. Definitely. I don't know the guy I was working with or they my cousin was working that night, but he was great. He was. He kind of just did his own thing, but he did, of course, ask for input from the artist. And I think that's what everybody wants, just a collaboration of ideas. Sometimes absolutely, engineers take you to the next level if you have the right engineer. Yeah, so we have here, we have uh, Dre Malik and we have Alonzo Padilla and myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are our in-house guys that we have and they're they're both excellent. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't babysit them. I don't have to tell them anything. They're professionals and they show up and that's what it is. Like, that's why they're working here is because they kind of fall in line with my idea of like how somebody should be treated when they're here at the studio. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't hire rude people or I don't care how good they mix. If they're like not easy to get along with, or they put like they make people feel uncomfortable about things. I, they can, I, I just assume not work them work here, honestly. Definitely. So just that kind of mindset is, is made us grow and become stronger. And it, I mean, that's, that's all. Like I, 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 I am fortunate to have guys here that um, really do their thing. They're, they're great. And they love the music. I'm sure too. So oh, Absolutely. Oh yeah, they're very talented as well. Musicians, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I was going to ask you too. How do you? Is this something like you want to get back to the next generation? Because I know what you gave to me, and I know we've only done maybe ten sessions together, right? But I learned so much about sound and just about hip hop. Is that? And I feel like you. That I was the next generation. You always gave me game out. You always honest with me too. So. Is that one of your goals too there at Beacon, just to get back to the next generation of engineers and next generation of producers that, you know, look up to you? Well, I think that that's a great question because that's something that we have like routine conversations about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this really awful, I'm not going to say it's awful, it's awful for me. Mm-hmm. For me, it's awful when, when somebody has information to pass on to a younger person or even some one of your peers and you decide, you know what, that's, that's my secret. I'm not going to give that to you. I feel like that's a very, like, that has a very negative effect. Toxic man. It's because in, in my perspective of like what we do here with the music, I, I could tell you every secret that I know. And I will, if you just ask, I tell all my secrets all the time but that's not what makes the sound what the sound is or makes the experience with the experiences i tell people a lot it's it's about your taste it's like i have a taste of music or a taste of this bass line or a taste of this snare drum how i think it sounds the best and that's what i do nobody can steal my taste you can steal my techniques but you're going to do the technique and, and, and alter the technique differently according to what your taste is. Mm-hmm. So I never hold on to secrets like that. I, I just don't do it. And as far as like, I also do a lot of, um, I do lessons as well. 
and a lot of guys won't do lessons with young engineers or producers either because they feel like those guys are just going to steal their again steal their secrets and then go do something else Mm -hmm. but for me a lesson is like it's like giving an investment into the next generation or even into someone else in a different genre or whatever it is like it's investing back into something right and that's a lot more valuable than just letting it die with you you know that's awesome I I was just talking about that, you know, and podcast is kind of like the thing to do, but I do this for fun, first of all. So if I, I'm not a roadblock of information, like I'm not going to, if you come to me, I'm not going to, oh, I'm not going to give it to you. I'm an open book. And I think it's really important to be like that. If you said it doesn't have to be just the next generation, just with somebody who's interested in just figuring out how to record a Zoom conversation. Like why, I just don't understand why people are like that. I don't, it's never been my style. And I think, and honestly, dude, I've always seen that, which we've never been, Oh no, I can't tell you that. Or you've always taught me bars, just a freedom of information, dude. I could I could co-sign that hundred percent, man. I really think that's gonna that's the next generation, John. We're gonna be looking to you, bro. And I'm sure people do. I hear it all the time, like, oh, John Murray at the Beacon Studios. Like, dude, he's the man, he's a great teacher. And I hope you know you do have that rep of being a teacher, man. Someone who wants to drop gems on people, especially in, in hip hop and music. Um man, I'm honored to hear that because I don't, I don't, he, it doesn't get back to me a lot. And if it does get back to me, I don't know if people are just saying that to try to make me feel good or whatever, but I appreciate it, man. I, I appreciate everything I get. I just work hard. I'm, and I just try to do, run my, my business the way I, I would want to work in a business like mine. Like if I was on the other end of it. Definitely. How does it feel to be working for yourself now, man? Just grinding so hard for yourself i know like and we've i've been there too i've worked 40 hours a week for somebody that no no one didn't give a fuck about me now that i'm doing it for myself it's like i'll work my ass off for myself and be tired and wake up the next morning and do it all over again every day well that you know branching out and doing your own thing is definitely a double-edged sword at some facet you're pretty much sacrificing your security of having a paycheck of having guaranteed having uh, your family's health care uh whatever like there's things that you have to like for instance right now if i don't work mm-hmm. i don't get paid it, it's it's a frightening statistic for people it's like oh well you didn't work nobody came into your studio all week mm-hmm. you you don't get paid so that's tough for a lot of people i don't think that this thing is for everybody either i don't think that everybody can willingly make that decision and potentially put their family in some kind of pickle like because they want to do something but i'm lucky that i had a very uh, supportive family my wife was extremely supportive i had you know i think i had uh I had twin six-year-olds and I had a newborn at the house when we made the jump. Mm-hmm. And that, that'll probably make people's head explode. Like, Oh, like, what were you thinking? Well, I just believed in myself. I believed in Jason. He believed in me. And we just knew that if we just outworked everybody or tried to outwork everybody that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a faithful man too. I believe that there's, I believe that 
that God looks out for people too. Definitely so there, I just didn't feel like we could lose. Like I was, that, that wasn't even a thing going to get in the job and failing to get in the job. Wasn't even like a part of my thought process at that time. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you say your goals are going to be not just for 2022, 2023, but beyond that, what are the goals for Beacon Studios? Well, I know that our business has grown exponentially. Um, I would like to have multiple beacons. I would like to have one. I I don't know where. I haven't thought about locations, but I would like to be able to call and check up on different locations of our, the branches of our business. Mm -hmm. I would love to have, um, you know, teams of creatives, of people that film, the people that record music. I would like to have teams of people that I could manage and, and give them a place to work and a place to thrive. I I mean, in, in the future, I, I would hope to be running something like that and maybe, you know, uh, just do, do living my life like that. I, that would be a great, great idea. But I mean, only time is going to tell what happens then, you know. Definitely, bro. Yeah. It's crazy to see how far things have come for you, man. Like, like I said, we, when I was 20 years old, I just remember just being in the, the house studio. And now that I see what you're doing now, you and Jason, it's like, I root for y'all so much. Man. I know I don't make music anymore and shit like that, but I'm always rooting for you guys, bro. And it's just, I'm happy for you guys. I know the grind that you guys put into this and this is what you guys this is not just a play thing anymore this is a passion you guys went all in you guys sacrificed you could say you put everything on the line for this digital game just this multimedia this digital media game and um i think that's beautiful john honestly bro i'm, I'm really happy for you my guy yeah that I, I i love i love it um i i wouldn't i the way that we jumped out and the way that we did it it, it made us kind of who we are Mm-hmm. Um, I I'll, I won't even tell you how much we were making in the beginning because it, <laughs> it, it's very very little. Yeah, but um, when you get to a point where you're like, you know what, it's got to work. I got to do it, and you can't be lazy and you can't be scared. I mean, you can be scared, but you can't act scared. Like, right. oh, God. you know, if you there's people that um that are more talented than me that are just scared to death. Definitely. And that's true. Like I can say that confidently that I am not the most talented sound engineer at all, mm-hmm. but I do it. I jump and I, I got, I got heart and I believe in the things that I do. And I believe in my, my team. I believe in all that. So definitely. I think, and this is something I'm glad we said we t- we're talking about this now. I tell, I was just, I was just on Twitter talking to just the creators, any creator, doesn't matter what the fuck you're doing in the field put your stuff out stop being scared of it like if it doesn't work that's okay we could try again with something else i think that's so important just to it's kind of throwing shit on wall and seeing if it sticks i'm not the best podcaster at all bro i'm not i'm not larry king in any aspect but i want to keep putting out content hopefully someone says oh shit you know john merlo i heard of him at the you know at this beacon studio let's see what he's really about let's get to know how it is because I think with us we're friends, so let's see kind of see what John's really like. Like right. I don't see you professional in a professional sense, but just seeing you with you and I, we have a history. So I think what we're doing here is working, honestly. And I think it's people just need, especially in a content 
filled world. We need content to succeed. Um, stop being scared, everybody. I think everybody needs to stop being scared. And I don't know if people care about what people think. That doesn't matter. I'm sure you could really, you you feel the same way. It doesn't doesn't matter what anybody thinks or says, dude. Yeah, like if if you you just have to get something that you believe in, mm-hmm. and not like not believe on social media belief. I'm talking about like deep down, like you really know that like, you know what? I I know that I can do it. I know that whatever, and just, and just find a way to make it work. Like everybody was worried for us during like when the pandemic came along. Right. Mm -hmm. But we had such a good, we had such a solid foundation that we did a pivot and we started like doing healthcare more. Yes. I've seen that. So healthcare revs up during a pandemic. So we were just about busier than we've ever been. Right. Uh, The recording studio, the pandemic hits and all of a sudden I'm, I'm figuring out how to mix people's songs remotely live with them on the phone like we're doing here but they're able to hear my mix live mm-hmm. and we're doing the mixes right mm-hmm. so it, it's just I, I call it a pivot it's like something happens a roadblock happens do you do you roll up and die behind the fence somewhere where no one knows you just die roll away or do you pivot and do you Make it work. Definitely. Adjust. You gotta pivot. Adapt yeah. or die. You ever heard that saying? That's exactly what it is. If you don't adapt to what's going on, you just shrivel up and die. And how do you get into so what what's what's the what's the key to that, John? Just adapting, kind of knowing what's gonna what's gonna keep this thing flowing, what's gonna keep you guys afloat. Like to me, it's people that I surround myself with. Mm-hmm. I am not the smartest guy in this building right now by far but i have a perspective and all my guys have a perspective on things right so if we have meetings and you have to be disciplined enough to sit down and know that you need help too we throw all these ideas against the wall and we say we did this and this and this and this and this and I throw out all these crazy ideas and I have my partners and they say, that ain't going to work. I don't think that's going to work. Let's try that, but let's change that and whatever. Yeah. Uh, so having, having people that you trust. And if I try to put something out that's super corny or do something that's super corny or super bad for business and makes you look bad, they'll call me out immediately. <laughs> they have no problem with it. Definitely. We need that. They'll say, Hey, that looks horrible, whatever. That picture that you were going to put out for your studio, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I have media guys, so they're help, They're they're able to help me too. Definitely, bro. What would you say? Um, I know I was going to ask you one more question before we headed out. The John Merle, when he first started to now, what would be the, the biggest lesson that you learned so far? Just well, music. how about just music? We'll just put it in its little spectrum. Okay, little- that's a little easier. Yeah, I guess musically, like um, you just uh, you you just have to latch on to positive people and positive sources of information. There's a lot of misinformation, mm-hmm. so 
I think that in the beginning, uh, just being a little bit, a little bit more naive to certain things. Um, I think that just maturity of like knowing where to get good information from, knowing where to get a positive uh, outlook on something, knowing where to get a critical, um, somebody that's more critical that you trust that's not out to like, you don't want to surround people with that, that, that are just going to crush you or smash you. You want them to correct you and give it to you straight, but not in like a way that's going to cause a catastrophe in your business. So I guess that's maturity is, is the main thing that um, I feel like has been exponential um, growth from the time I started until now. And man, like I said, I really appreciate you coming on the pod, dude, just to have this conversation. It's been a while since we talked, bro, but I'm glad you're doing well and I'm glad you're striving, John, for real, man. Yeah. Hey, can I give a shameless plug? Yeah, bro, shame plug away, my guy. Oh, it's going to cover my eyes because it's too shameless. <laughs> but uh, we're actually doing, my me and my partners, Alonzo and Dre, we are actually doing a um, podcast that's geared towards audio engineering. Mm-hmm. so if there's any uh engineers like um that are wanting like things like that and we also started a, a sound company that we're calling um black label sonics and we're creating drum sounds like physically creating drum sounds and mixing them and making them crazy we're going to be selling those soon too so i'm an entrepreneur and um it's always going to be something, but um, I, I would never ask your your people that listen to your podcast for what you do. I don't want to try to seem that's why it was shameless. I don't want to try to pull anybody off of yours. And it's I, completely different. Yeah, It's so crazy, bro, because I always say this podcasting thing is we open up ears for us to all get it. It's not I don't know if it's a rapper thing, but it's not a crap mentality at all. Whatever you got. Honestly, yeah, ours is such a tight, like, group of people, like, a, such a small, mm-hmm. major, like, uh, minority of people that it, it won't it won't make anything. But I would love to have you on, too, at yeah. some point. You yeah. can be a guest on mine, and um, I would love to just talk music, because I know that uh, you're, you have a vast, I don't know if all your listeners know how vast your music IQ is as well. Dude, I'm, I'm trying to, and I'm still, I feel like it's not even there where it needs to be at, John. As it's a, been that way since, I, I think I met you like way before you were 20. I, I think dude. I met you when you were a teenager. My guy, I was. And even then, very sharp with uh, with the intellect as far as mu- musically. So hats I'm, off to you for that, for hey, sure. I was always, I'm still trying to learn, man. Even the DJ, it's a whole different ear now. Before we, we listen to hip hop, we want to hear the, we want to hear, you know, the flows. We want to hear the the double entendres and all that good yeah. that comes with emceeing. But now the DJ is like, no, you want to get the next hit. And we're, we're going to get people to keep moving. You got to keep this flow. Right. Now. Yeah, don't clear that floor out. Don't clear that dance floor out. Bro. And it's it's it hasn't been the, you know, it's not a hard adjustment. It's not been, a, you know, it's it's been a cool little process. But I'm still learning every day, John, just, you know, branding just getting the business right it's more than just mixing records on this controller it's about yeah. like you said it's about this entrepreneur mind you have to have and it's like it's it's scary sometimes bro i'm like damn this is now that i'm i gotta carry a planner now every time i'm getting booked because i don't know 
I, I don't have a secretary, bro. I gotta do all this shit by myself. One so, man band. Sometimes it gotta be like that, bro. Does, bro. It does. Um. So it's crazy, man. But I appreciate the compliment. It means a lot coming from your team. Man. You know how much I love this music thing, man. That's never gonna go away, bro. Um. It was kind of crazy, just real fast. Where I went to, when I was with my cousin at your studio, it was such a bittersweet moment. I felt like I was Yoda. Like before, I'm so like, oh, I could always go back and rap. You know, I always have that itch. But then once I see my cousin do it way better than I ever did, and I could just give him a little bit of advice or just, hey, what if we do this? And and it turned out great. I'm like, oh, I love that feeling, man. Like it's a great feeling, man. It's a great um, feeling, bro. It's like the passing on the legacy. You know, it's. And it's, it's bittersweet, bro, but because you know how much I love music and I still do. But even I've been in the studio with a couple of these artists now, it's like, man, just giving game, it's a beautiful feeling, bro. But right. yeah, I don't imagine how these old wrestlers feel. They could still go in for one more bump. That's how I feel like sometimes, like, oh, I could go in the ring again. But like, no, look at these young guys doing it now. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They, it's crazy, right? Sometimes you, you, you just have to put the pride aside and you just have to know where your spot is, bro. And definitely. if, you know, if uh, if that's what you're supposed to be doing in this life, that that's what you'll be doing. And you just got to let you just got to trust. You got to have faith about it. Definitely, man. And I do, you know, again, a little part of that, bro, is because of what you taught me in the studio, man. You always were straightforward. You always gave me cool ideas and you always were honest. And um, I'll never forget that stuff, John. For real, man. No, I appreciate you, man. It's crazy, bro. Oh, came a long way. Yeah. We still sure. we got so far to go. That's what's crazy. Like you said, we got so far to go. This isn't the end of the line. I'm not content at all, bro. Right. So I appreciate you coming on the pod, man. Anytime you want to come on, feel free to come on, promote whatever you want, my guy. Um, your my platform is your is your platform too, bro. And I would love to stop by and just you know me, I like to hang hang out. So I've always I know you've always told me I'm welcome, but I'm gonna definitely make that happen sometime, man. For sure, bro. Appreciate you, John. This is going to be episode 78, John Merle of the Beacon Studios. All right, John, I'll talk to you later, bro. All right, man. You have a good one. You too, my guy.